Thank you for joining and listening to the Power of Sticking Together podcast with me, your host, Leisha Trimble, and my special guest, my friend, Abigail Carnegie. Before we get started with today's lesson on family trust, I would like to start off with a short story. Let's get into it. Trust. This word has been used so loosely in relationship, the trust of a friend, the trust of a spouse, to a complete stranger, to the trust between parent and child, or just trusting another family member. The bond of trust has been broken through disappointments, greed, misuse, or abuse of authority, or just plain old telling lie after lie. You, you know what I'm talking about. However, I'm reminded of a story of a young girl on a plane, and out of nowhere, this plane begins to shake and lose altitude. The pilot says to the guest, please brace yourself. We are going in for a hard landing. As the gas mask fell, everyone began to panic and become very worried. The plane begins to drop with a hard shake. The pilot pulled the plane gear and tilt the plane to the left and then to the right as he avoided the impact of lightning and hailstones striking across the sky. The young girl sits quietly with the oxygen mask on her mouth. Finally, the passenger next to her look at her with concern and asked, how come you so calm? The young girl replied, I know we are fine. Well, the passenger asked, how do you know? But has it ever been this bad? The girl looks at the lady as she holds firm on her seat. No. The woman says, so why are you not concerned or afraid? The young girl looks at the lady and smiles. My dad is about. And he knows what he's doing. I trust him with my life. You see, there was a history between the father and his daughter. Trust is always judged by what you do or show will determine how someone trusts you in their tomorrow. This young girl obviously experienced a scary event before, similar to what she was experiencing then. But her father was there to help keep her safe. Her past developed a level of trust and a strong bond with her father. She knew her father wouldn't let anything happen to her. There is no doubt in her mind she would survive another bad storm. Why? <laughs> because her father was the pilot. Today, we're going to get into the root of how trust is built. What is trust? And when trust forms a bond using biblical teachings and more values, how would you apply that to your life? Stay tuned and I'll be right back with my special guest, my friend, Miss Carnegie, discussing the topic, family and trust. Let's get right into it. I'm so excited. Joining me is my special guest. I, and I can truly say she is my friend, Miss Carnegie. Good morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Miss Tremble, for having me on here. It is certainly a pleasure. God is good. 
thank you so much. And I cannot wait for us to dive into this well-needed and important information on family and trust and just trust in others in general. Yes, yes. Well, listen, I got to brag about who you are in the Lord before we even get started. You know, Miss Carnegie is a daughter of the Most High. She's a mother. She's a minister of the gospel of Christ, a teacher. And of course, you know, she's my friend. She have personally traveled a long journey with Jesus Christ since her baptism at the age of 15. We won't tell no ages on here. Just know <laughs> we're both of a good age. We're going to say that we're of a good age. Okay. And I have always felt her presence is related to the Lord. So she is that teacher of the gospel. I have many conversations. She is also, also one of my colleagues. However, she understands the full scope of her mission, that it was a challenge. It required her to exercise her faith every day, every moment of her life. And her goal is just to teach those about the kingdom of God and for, to fulfill their desire on earth and just allow people to be blessed through instructing and pouring out to particularly women sharing devotions, testimonies about anything that can help women in general to live a complete life in Christ Jesus and fulfill their purpose for such a time as this. I remember um, one day while we were working, um, it was so funny, and I think I had missed a couple of days. I think this is when the bond started. And I, I think you can remember this, but I had <laughs> yeah. missed a couple of days from work and I had returned to work and I was coming out my classroom door and you was like, hey, sis. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. I was like, she called me sis. <laughs> and at that time and at that moment, when I tell you, I thank you 1,000 times. Just know I love this woman with all my heart. Okay, <laughs> it is time. I introduced today's topic with a short story about trust, the bond of a father, a child. I want to continue this topic by diving deeper in dealing with the bond of trust. Although the Bible teaches us trust no man, yet another scripture talks about being devoted to one another in brotherly love. Explain the foundation of trust and why is it important to gain the trust of your children and spouse? Well, thank you. You know what? Before I even dive into that question, um, I must say that story of that little girl on the plane that was so calm in the presence of such a storm really um, baffled me this morning. And I was just listening to you just now and I'm like, God, you're good. Because sometimes we find ourselves in different situations and all we have to do is just reflect back on what happened when we were, we were in that storm. God was there and he is there now. He's there in our relationships. He's there in our daily endeavors. He is always there and he is our pilot. He's in control. So as we dive into trust, I just want us to remember that despite, in spite of where we are in life, he is there and he is in control. So let's get started. 
first off, I want to talk about the word trust. And the word trust is used plenty of times, of course, in the Bible. And we use this word absolutely loosely, yes, every day. So I really want to get into the definition of trust. And trust as a noun really is just a firm belief in the reliability truth, ability, or the strength of someone or even something, right? We jump in our vehicles or we go into our vehicles every single day to get from point A to point B. So we place our bodies, our temple in a moving machinery, believing that it's going to work just as the manufacturer stated that it would work. And so that's us putting our trust in a vehicle in something that it will work as it intends to work. Now, as a verb, trust is to believe. You're actually doing this action uh, thing. You're believing that you're believing in the the reliability. You're believing in the truth. You're believing in the ability of someone to perform or something to perform. So really, when we're trusting, it's really the doing word of us extending our faith into something that it will work as it should. Now, in the Bible, trust really means a bold, a confident, a sure security. And it is not the same thing as faith. It's not the same thing as faith. Faith is more the gift of God, but trust in God requires us to have faith. And with that being said, As it pertains to the foundation of trust, the foundation of trust really comes from our faith that something will work. And ultimately, as Christians, our foundation is in God. Our foundation, because our trust is in Him, we can be rest assured that everything else will fall into place once we are willing and obedient to follow his word. And so that is going to be the basis of everything here moving forward. When we trust, we place our faith into someone. I said that earlier. We believe that they'll fulfill their role as wives, as mothers, as friends, as sisters. We place Other people place their trust in us. We place our trust in them, believing that that role will be accomplished. Just as we place our trust in the vehicle, knowing that the manufacturer of the vehicle did a good job to ensure the safety, we have a role. And that role, of course, that we are standing in right this minute, that arena in which we serve others, has been given to us, has been entrusted to us by God. So of course, we'll have to go back to the manufacturer. We'll have to go back to our heavenly father Mm. for him to help us navigate how we shall fulfill this role. And yes, our role, they're diverse. And yes, we wear multiple hats. And even in these diverse settings, in these diverse arena, God has called us to align ourselves with him first 
and so that he can fulfill his will in that space. This is how we build that trust. Once we give up ourselves to him, our children, our husband, the wives and the, the relationships that we have, we will they will begin to see God flowing through us because we do carry the image of God in ourselves. And when that flows through us, Others will be attracted to that. They'll be attracted to that love. They'll be attracted to that patience. They'll be attracted to that kindness. They'll be attracted to that honesty. And then trust is going to flow as a byproduct of all of that. Wow. I mean, did you just drop gems? Like, I mean, my Lord, the whole concept of understanding the foundation of trust truly begins with your trusting in the Lord helps develop a relationship with your spouse, friend, children. Oh, my God. I mean, the way that you explain what trust is and the importance of building trust in God will show, how did you put it? I don't want to mess it up. You would say the the character of you trusting will show the overflow. I mean, say that again for me one more time. I don't want to mess that up. That was important. But say that one more time for me. When you trust God, when you give him your everything, God's qualities, when you submit to him, his qualities will begin to flow through you and others in your lives, your relationships, others in your lives will see that product. They will see that fruit. And mm. of course, they'll be attracted to you and begin to trust you. That part, like that part. When you say <laughs> they will begin to be attracted to you, honey, I don't know about you, but I always want to stay attracted to my husband. I'm just saying. Amen. I'm just Amen. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. But the simple fact that your children will also have a certain attraction to you as well. That means a lot. And it does go back to that story. That young girl had attraction to her father and it built that trust. And I just really, really just want to say, oh, I so love this young lady's wisdom. I can call you young because I'm a few years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few, just, just a, a few, few. And, you know, just a few. Look, they say we don't crack, and I say they got that right. So, oh, that's correct. <laughs> we gonna let them, <laughs> we gonna let them try to figure out the age if they look at the flyer or whatever. They could try to figure out because we would never reveal it. So now that we understand the foundation of family trust, how. Putting our trust in God places something, the fruit inside of us, which begins to overflow onto others, which makes them attracted to you and makes them want to trust who you are because you have developed the characteristics of Christ. I just love that. How can we build trust? I remember growing up hearing old, older folks say, your word is your bond. Now the roles have reversed. Not again, not calling up us all, but graceful. I find myself saying the same to myself and my children. Again, give me some more of those gems on how to build trust when it comes to 
your family. Yes. And ultimately, you know, as I said, and I think, and I reflected on this, how I'm even my own family, how is it that we're building trust? Um, And honestly, sometimes in life, we don't stop and really reflect on these, you know, they may seem simple, but very important moral values. We don't really stop, sit and reflect on them. Um, But ultimately, Ms. Trimble, we build trust as we receive God's love and we share that with others. Ultimately, we do that, but I'm going to break it down a little bit more. So let me break it down a little bit more. So as fellow humans, as as Christians, as mothers, as wives, uh, we're siblings. We we could be an employer, an employee, an entrepreneur, whatever area we find ourselves in. It is essential that we portray certain characteristics that will enable people to trust us. So. It doesn't even matter the role. We ought to strive. We ought to strive to be trustworthy. Yes, we are going to allow God to lead. Yes, we're going to show his love. But this needs to be an intentional act where we are striving to be trustworthy for various reasons. But let's get into some background information real quick. Jesus, he made it clear that his followers should keep their word. Matthew 5 and 37 tells us, but let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Mm. So James repeated the same thing in James 5 and 12. Keep your word. And two, as Christians, we're called upon to be discreet. And we are called upon to refrain from gossiping. We are called upon to be trustworthy. We mm. are called upon to live a, a, a life that is pleasing to God, one that emulates who Christ is. We are called to speak up even when things are not appropriate. And we help to restore people. So all of these actions, Ms. Trimble, all of them combined plus others help us to be trustworthy. So it's in sharing this love that we displace Christ-like attributes. It's in doing all these things that, as I said earlier, we become that magnet that people look up to. Hey, you know what? That's a trustworthy person over there. I know her. I know her characteristics. I know her character. She is trustworthy. This is something that flows just because you put God first, just because you decided that you are going to live a Christ like uh, Christ, uh, a life that is led by Christ. And so one of my favorite verses, really, as I reflected on how do we gain trust from others um, is first Corinthians 13 and verse one. And this is very common. Um, we all have seen it or know it or heard of it. At some point, hopefully, but love is patient. Mm. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. (laughs) It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil. Wait, 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 wait. Let's put a pin. I heard something. I heard something. And I mean, I hate to cut you off, but when it gets no, you're good, good, I like to throw it in there. It keeps no what? 
record of wrongs. Oh so my gosh. Yes. But keep going. That is so important. That is so important. Oh that my right God. That right there is important. You know why that's important? Because none of us are perfect. That part. That None <laughs> of us, none, none of us are perfect. You know what? We live a life and we, it's easy. And the Bible tells us, you know what? We're here complaining about the plank in our brother's eyes, but don't realize that we have one in our eyes as well. So essentially and truthfully, we none of us are perfect, hence yes. why Christ came. Yes. And so because none of us are perfect, we understand that, hey, they made a mistake or they did something that, you know, may have, you know, disappointed me or hurt me or caused me some pain. Mm -hmm. But in this life, I may also unintentionally or even sometimes could be intentionally hurt someone as well. So with that understanding that we're not perfect and we can fail, we are able to be compassionate because wow. we're all the same. Yes. And because we're compassionate, we can forgive because at some point we may have hurt or, you know, could potentially hurt someone. You're getting, you're in getting the kind of, you're getting too, you're getting too <laughs> into one of my questions I want to ask. So I'm going to put, I'm going to take that pen out and let you begin to, um, um, continue to tell us about the importance of the gym on how to build trust. So I'm, I'm going to take the pen out. I don't want you to get too far ahead. <laughs> okay, no problem. So, yep. Yeah, so essentially, we submit, we trust God, His love flows through us, and that love. Love flows to others. We are then become we 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 then become trustworthy. I think it's really a simple step, but that is only if we're truly surrendered to Him. And some practical things that we can do to really gain trust, we just have to be open and truthful. Being open and truthful is essential. Just being honest. Be open. Someone hurts you. Honesty will go a far way. And also, in, in, in addition to the honesty, admitting when we are wrong. There's sometimes when we are wrong and we have to come to terms with, hey, Abigail, you know you weren't supposed to do that. Go and tell your sister that you were wrong and, and just ask for forgiveness. There's sometimes when we do wrong. And guess what? We have to forgive ourselves and we ask our father to forgive us. And then we also go to our brother and sisters and our children and our husbands and our wives and say, hey, I was wrong. And I did this and I was wrong because I did this. And can you please forgive me? Mm. And mend that relationship. It is not okay to sweep our emotions under the carpet. It's not okay to let it stay there and build. Matthew 5, 23 and 24 tells us, therefore, if you, if you have an offering, if you're offering your gift, at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you leave that gift leave the gift there in front of the off on um, the altar first go and be reconciled to them then come and offer your gift keyword be reconciled to them in this world yes there will be relationships that you know didn't go as well or you know there are issues in the relationships but go ahead be reconciled talk it out and see where you can go from there. Talk it out if possible. You know, I want to give a quick example, Ms. Tramble, before we move on. My son, he will let me know. Josiah will let me know in a minute. Hey, mom, you know what? That wasn't nice. What you said really wasn't, that really hurt my feelings. And a lot of times I had to step back, examine what I said, and he said, you know what? 
you're right. Um, I, I, what I said, the way I said it wasn't right, but this is where my heart is, you know, and I explain my heart and you know what, Miss Tremble, a lot of relationships and problems, uh, and you know, dishonesty, let's go with problems, problems in relationships. The root cause of a lot of those is just miscommunication. Wow. I thought you meant that. I, I, I think that's your intention. But really and truly, when we have that open communication and we allow that forgiveness to be to flow and we understand where that person's heart is positioned and what they really meant, then we can be open and understand truly what went wrong. And then we'll be more apt to say, OK, let me forgive. Um but we should forgive regardless. I said that, but honestly, we should forgive regardless. So I'm going to leave that right there because I have some more to go over um, in relation to hurt and pain. But yeah, yes. just being open and truthful and keep it honest. You know, that's straight facts. facts. You know, I have this little thing I do sometimes when I make posts. I say, know that. That's one of those things. Know that. Know that you have to be able to ask for forgiveness, that basically we all make mistakes. Um, I got two things I want to say, and then we're going to keep it moving. I remember my son, you was talking about your son, uh, my son, and he was in his middle school years. And me being the mother, I'm coming from a home where I saw my brothers get chastised by my mom. And... um it got him in shape. Hey, so I figured, listen, if my son do something crazy, I'm going to have this little thing I do to put him in shape and make sure he understand that, boy, you a man, you know? And so at times when he would answer incorrectly or do certain things, I would square up at him. Now in the same voice, I'm teaching him how to treat ladies. Okay how to handle a woman, how not to put his hands on someone, the same hands teaching him love. And I remember one day he said something and I punched him. Boy, I punched him so hard in the chest. I don't think it hurt it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think he got my, the, the legit stuff. Why? So um, he, one day he asked us, you know, mom, can I talk with you? And we had a sit down conversation. He was like, I understand that you chastising me, but when you hit me like that in my chest, it does something to me. And he, and I was like, Oh really? He was like, yes, I, I, I know I can't hit you back. Number one, you my mom. And number two, you a woman. And I said to myself and also to him, I apologize. I say, son, I am so sorry. I guess I was killing mm. what it takes for him to be a man. He right. was trying his best to understand he's a man, but here he is, the person, the same hands that was loving him was the same hands that was punching him in the chest and thought I had every right. And so it's you are correct. I never hit him in his chest ever again. I promise him that he will only see these hands give love, you know, because I never wanted to damage his character, his manhood. But I use the other rod. I use the word of God to do the corrections. I can use a 
totally different method. So you are correct. We have to be open. We have to be truthful. We have to be able to admit when we're wrong. And the, the simple fact that we understand how to build trust comes from those moral values, how we build trust, how we share love and show it. And I really believe those are the characteristics. The other thing you kept talking about is trustworthy. I believe that the more we show ourselves trustworthy, it helps define a key component that keeps the family together. For sure, we all have taken um, actions, what we do and how we act, as well as what I say and how you may say things. Yet we have led by example. And what better way to grow in this area than with your family? Because we know they say it starts at home first and then spreads abroad. Oh, I, I think I think we're right about that. It starts yeah. at home first. So why? Because one thing <laughs> about it, adulting, we all think we are grown, which is true. However, the truth, we are all learning and continuing to learn daily. The difference is maturity comes with age and applying what you have learned as you get older brings about maturity. Would you please share some practical teachings you have applied in your family that helps you gain their trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, your story, thank you, you know, for just being open also and sharing that because it's real a lot. We love and we love hard. And sometimes, you know, we make decisions. We really don't understand uh, what we're doing until both parties are open. And because he was open to share that with you, Ms. Trimble, then you were able to reflect. And really, I believe that's the key here. It takes two, it takes two to be open. And when we understand that we can fail and we're not perfect and we become uh, vulnerable and open, that is where the healing starts. Really and truly, we if we can just step back and view every disagreement, every miscommunication, every issue um, as an opportunity to show God's nature, as an opportunity to learn, as an opportunity to build, as an opportunity to mend, then we can use every one of these situations and and come out on the other side better than we were when we started because that is a beautiful story uh that you just shared and i'm gonna share real quick mine i remember when i was younger and my mom just didn't understand a lot of things that um i was going through um i remember you know she'll tell me oh you know she think i'm going to church for different reasons because i like that guy and you know just being the very how do you put it um back home in Jamaica, you know, our parents or grandparents were very strict. Oh, you cannot talk to that guy. You can't, you know? And so, yes, I had a little friend, but her entire 
uh, our situation was you're not going back to church because you're going to go talk to that guy. And that really broke me because I, I enjoy church, not because of the relationships I had at church, but because I was building a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she took that away and she didn't understand. And so I just remember, you know, she wasn't always a person that I could just go sit and speak to. And so I remember... You know, just writing a note to her, a very long message, just pouring out my heart, pouring out where I'm coming from. And she understood. She was, I was able to express my emotions in the show where I'm hurting. And she understood then. And from then on, I've always been the type to be open. So even currently um, in my family, I'm always open. Even when I'm wrong, I'll go and say, you know what, I did this and honestly, I shouldn't have. And I feel like that right there allows us that vulnerability, that openness with our loved ones, allow, it gives room for growth. It gives room for hearts to be open and to share what's really going on. So because, you know, your son was able to share, hey, this is how I feel. Now you were able to go in and help mend and God was able to flow through there because now hearts are open. And for me, I believe that in all my relationship, even with my sister, um, there are times when I just didn't understand her. She didn't understand where I'm coming from. And we'll just not talk to each other for days. And then, you know, Holy Spirit will say, no, you need to talk to her. You need to explain what's going on. You need to explain where you're coming from. And, you know, I said, you know what, sis, I, I did this, but I was also hurt that you did this. And um, I can't even remember a specific situation right now, um, but it's happened probably, you know, a few times. And when I was able to open up and even explain my past experiences and how what she said now really wasn't fair and stuff, she was able to understand and our hearts were open. We were able to just express ourselves. And then, and then after that, we, our relationship got so much better just because of that. So you know what? Issues occur, miscommunication occur, but we can use that as a vehicle to come out on the other side even stronger as we were before that happened. So Mm, open communication. That's Mm -hmm. true. That's so true. Gaining trust takes communication. That's just true. Um, (laughs) Remember, family trust can be a big part of the foundation that builds togetherness. There are families struggling with trusting one another. Um, I love how you share how to overcome being disappointed and, you know, not trusting the very people we love, our family. I love the fact that you put that little note there. You know, you had that little nice little note and how you was able to send your mother a note. So there are different ways that we could communicate. Um, we communicate one-on-one verbally, and there's also that nonverbal communication that means a lot. And sometimes we communicate more non-verbally that, than we do um, verbally. It, the actions, how we shine off people, how we and, and what's crazy about it, we have a tendency not to even pick it up. <laughs> but I mean, that's just crazy that how, how we have the tendency of not picking up that nonverbal communication is just a cry out for how I feel. I'm trying to communicate with you how I'm feeling, but you're not getting um, 
you know, and they say when you marry your husband, when, when you know, when you go like, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, that you, know. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't say much, but we always okay. And they was like, I know you, you know, we're doing like, we, we, that's the only word we could say, but then throughout the day, we have those little, you know, attitudes, (laughs) you know, those twos and they can pick it up. Like, I don't think she's really fine. Listen, men, listen, listen, listen. When she goes, I'm okay. And all day long, she's not talking. She's not okay. Not okay. (laughs) She's not okay. And trust me, trust, trust, trust me. I'm giving you a quick gym. You need to do something really quick. (laughs) Really quick. (laughs) You need to do something really quick. (laughs) But well, that last question, you know, it was kind of rough. And to determine how you form relationship with other people, it, it, it determines that, you know, how you become disappointed and how um, the hurt is there. And it just forms relationship. And I'm glad that you overcame that because that taught you later in life when you have an issue that you can do one or two things. You can go up to them verbally and let them know. And, you know, sometimes um, when situation arises, the verbal communication may not be the best. And so a little letter always is good, along with a gift. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to sweeting oh. the parting, you know. Um, how we grow with family, it just spills over to how we grow with e- with others. And that's why I found it necessary to start off dealing with family and trust the root of how trust stems from the trust you develop in your family. A lot of people have issues with trusting others. They think everybody is out to get them. I mean them no good. And that's a sad place to be because now you're bitter, you mean, you just, you, you just, child, I ask you how you doing? I'm okay. What I'm like, okay, <laughs> should I not speak to you in the morning? But I remember this older lady in our church. She was like, I'm just going to love the hell right out of them. When she used to say that when I was young, I was like, oh, she cussing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the older I got, I understood that she was saying that evil spirit <laughs> That that thing that the enemy is trying to torment them with, she was going to love it and put God in them. And so um, thank you for bringing why it is important to understand uh, what trust is, how it develops and how to overcome issues with trust. But before we end this much needed conversation, I truly, truly must say to you, I know it was much needed. And I know that somebody is going to be blessed behind um, dealing with some issues. They need to make some notes. They need to communicate better. Um, Their relationship with God is going to be more of a focal point. Um, They've been trying to figure out what to do, what to say, and, and why they can't gain trust. And What's the real issue? Why nobody seems to gain trust? And they never knew it started in the root of their childhood. 
So would you pray for families who are struggling in these areas? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And yes, um, I just want to reiterate this a little bit. Um, yeah, a lot of it be begins in the childhood uh, stages of our lives. And if it's not dealt with, it will follow us all the way through adulthood. And it will remain there until it is honestly dealt with. And so we wanted to take uh, take some time here. And we really want to... Um, take or these feelings and issues and um, I don't want to say issues, but, you know, the family unit to God, because, you know, our family essentially is who we spend most of our time with. Yes. And so this is where uh, because we spend it's almost like we're training grounds for other relationships. And so it is very important that the family unit, we learn and we understand how to build trust there first. So I'm not going to stay long. Let's go ahead and um, acknowledge our father and take it take this to him. Father, we thank you for who you are. You are awesome. You are great. You are the great Lord. You are the first and the last. Alpha and Omega, we worship you, Abba Father. We give you all of us. We give you our heart. We give you our mind. We give you our soul. We give you every part of us today. And if there's any part of us that we have not surrendered to you in the past, Father, we ask you even now, even as we surrender to you, oh Father, to come and tabernacle with us. Mm. Oh Father, we thank you for creating us. We understand that you have created us in this time, in this time for a reason and for a purpose. And Father, even as we have experienced some traumatic events as young, as our younger selves have uh, experience those traumatic events. Father, we pray for healing. We mm. pray that even as we open up and we become honest about our feelings to someone, oh, Father, even to those who have hurt us, that the healing will begin. And mm. Father, oh, Father, even as we meet situations in this life, because we, yes, we do live in a fallen world, but Father, with you all is well. Mm. And so, Father, even as we dive into your word, oh God, and as we dive into your truth, may your truth be our guide. May your truth be our compass, oh Father, so that we may live a fulfilled life. We pray for our listeners. We pray for the listeners even on today. Everyone who is in reach of our voices, oh Father, that you will touch them from the very root, touch them from the very core. We pray for restoration. We pray for healing. Oh Father, we pray in the areas where where we may be lacking that you will touch us there. Oh Father, we pray for manifestation of your truth, manifestation of of who you are in our lives to just come alive alive that your gift oh father the gift that you have placed in us will come alive oh father that we may be all that you have called us to be in this time that we may play that role as husband as wives as children as mothers as sisters as friends that we may play that role and fulfill the calling that you have over our lives in those settings in those areas, in those arena. And as we grow, oh Father, in those areas that you will continuously fill us. Father, we ask you for forgiveness. Yeah. There are times in our lives we've done some stuff, we said some stuff. And so Father, that is not pleasing to you. And Father, we 
ask even now for you to pardon our sins, forgive us. And Father, we pray that even as you forgive us, that we will be open to forgiving others. And so thank you, thank you, Father, for forgiving us. And as we forgive those who have hurt us, those who have caused much pain and trauma in our lives, Father, we release them even now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for all that you're doing, all that you are doing. We thank you for this podcast. We thank you for Miss Tremble. We thank you, Father, that you, what you have placed in her, will come forth and give birth even in this season. And for everyone who is listening, that their lives will never be the same. Mm. Oh, thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so it be and be it so. Thank you for joining me today on my podcast. We must, I say it with emphasis, we must do this again. Um, these are the conversations we have at work. And um, we pause and say, this would make a good podcast before we even started, right? <laughs> the message of godly teaching we can use to help us make it day by day. Yes. Um, and I just thank God for having a sister friend at work and that we can use that and make it through day by day, even at work. Again, thank you, Miss Carnegie, for dropping those royal Jews because they were straight from heaven to us today. Um, God bless thank you. you. Please, please, please do not forget to follow her on her social media platform her blog, her strength. Oh my God. I'm just reading some of the blogs that she wrote um, on her strength, the strength and honor her clothing. This is her passion to teach women about their strength. And so again, I would put her link in her website for her blog inside of the description of this podcast. So you can follow her. Until next time, we pray God blessings upon you, your family, and home.